We're in this series called uh, As For Me, and, and um, As For Me comes from that, from that uh, verse where Joshua stands before the people. The people are getting ready to go into the promised land, and he, and he kind of just lays everything out to him. He kind of has a gathering of everybody and just says, look guys, this is what's going down, this is what's taking place. Kind of this hoorah speech, all this other stuff. But he, but he talks about God, and he talks about following God, and he makes this statement to the people. He says this, he says, this day, choose for, the God, choose for yourself who you're going to follow. And I think, it's a, I think it's a message that is so applicable for us today, sitting in here this morning to hear someone say that. Choose who you're going to follow, because you're going to follow something. You're going to follow something, you're going to follow someone. It may be a false god, it may be something that, uh, an idol that you've created, an idol that, that, that produces that counterfeit uh, security, whatever it is in your life. And, 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 you know, you need to choose who you're going to follow. And as Joshua said, and this is what I want to say to you guys today, but as for me and my house, we're going to follow the Lord. And I hope there are some of you in here this morning that says, as for me and my house, we are going to follow the creator of this world, the God of gods, the Lord of lords, the King of kings as well. And so this morning, as we continue on in this series called As For Me, we're talking about building a healthy foundation for our families. Some of you may be sitting here this morning and you say, well, I don't have a family yet, so I don't really, it doesn't really apply to me. It absolutely does. Because what we're talking about are values that not only, are, not only uh, need to be, not are only the foundation of our families, but they're the foundation of our lives. What are you building on? What are you building your life upon? Are they the values in which you think are, that needs to be there, or are they God? God's values? Are they the values that come from when Moses stood before the people, when God gave these to the people, and Moses stood, and he says this in Deuteronomy chapter 6, and, we, and, and as I said, Pastor Joe has already read this, but I want to revisit this again. He says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the, God, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be your to be upon your hearts. Impress them to your chil- on your children. Talk about them when you uh, sit at home when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. I think Moses was saying this, just like what I want to say to you this morning. Guys, this isn't one of these messages that you take in one side of your head and let it go out the other. I think Moses instructed the people to say, listen up, guys. These are values that you need to take very serious. These are values that you need to take, you need to place within your lives, and you need to do whatever needs to be done to hold them as core bedrock values for your lives. You want to have a successful life. You want to have a life that's pleasing to God. You want to have a healthy marriage. You want to have healthy relationships. You want to know how to deal with all these other things that we deal with as human beings. Take these values and build your life upon them. For some of us, we, we, we sit and look at our lives at times and, we, and, and critically and we look at it and we think, what happened? Could it be that at times we took shortcuts with these values? Could it be at times where we said that value is a little bit too hard for me? When we look at the Ten Commandments, when we look at these values that God said, build your life upon them, are there times where we compromise them? Are there times where we say, that's too hard to live out? And so I need to take a shortcut. And then years later... We look at something, whether it be our family or relationship or whatever it may be, and we ask the question, why? Do we really need to know the answer to that? Or is it before us when we see that we really didn't take these seriously enough? Moses said, impress whatever you have to do, do it. Whatever you have to do to continue to remind yourself of these commandments, whatever it is, these values, you need to take them, you need to place them where you're going to be seeing them all the time. And in fact, you don't stop there, but you impress them upon your children, 
so that they will impress them upon their children, so that they will impress them upon their children. Guys, if you're not taking these values seriously as parents, your children's not going to take them serious. Don't kid yourself. And if your parents didn't take them serious, you may be sitting here this morning not taking them that serious as well. So I just really want us to challenge ourselves as we take a look at this, this series, Building a Foundation, a, a Healthy Family, uh, very serious, and, and make these values the bedrocks, the bedrock of our lives. Um, <clears throat> as we look at this, we're going to look at the third commandment, uh, which talks about God's name. In Exodus 20, verse 7, uh, he says this, You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. You know, why is God, when we read that, some translations say don't take God's name in vain, you know. However it reads, it says, you know, basically the same thing. Don't misuse the name of God. What does that mean? What does it mean? Does it, it, does it, is it simply swearing? Is it simply saying God and then putting a couple other words after that? Is, is, is that it? Or is it broader? Is it deeper? Maybe that's part of it. And I'm going to suggest that it is. I think it's much bigger than that. And this morning, I want to talk about the name. I want to talk about, you know, it's all in the name. Uh, There's an author by the name of Paul Dickinson, and he wrote a book called Names. And uh, I used this as an illustration in the first service, and it was like the Hindenburg exploding, okay? So I'm just going to invite you guys to be warm and sensitive towards me, okay? Because it's really not that bad of an illustration. Anyhow, in 1941, or Paul Dickinson writes this, and, and these are, this is supposed to be true, but he wrote a book called Names, and, supposed, and he says sometimes names can be prophetic. You ever read like the Old Testament and see some of the names they named their kids? And it's like, why would you do that to somebody? Like one of them was Ichabod, because the glory of God has left the house. Real quick, my name is Gail Leon Rubel Jr., all right? When I was a kid, thank you for snickering over here. When I was a kid, I hate Junior, by the way. I'm named after my dad. That's where it all starts, okay? Anyhow, I hated my name because it was like, it, was, it, was, it wasn't normal, right? Well, I later found out that my grandmother almost named my dad Kermit, okay? <laughs> now, there's nothing wrong with Kermit, but I don't think I could have pulled Kermit off. And I know... I know the depth of my dad's love, and he does not love me enough. He would have not have loved me enough to not hang that one on me as well. So after I found out my grandmother almost named my dad Kermit, I was like, dude, Gail Leon Rubel Jr. is the best name in the world. <laughs> and if your name is Kermit in here this morning, I'd have nothing, I have nothing against Kermit. I just don't think I could have pulled it off myself. So, Anywho. Paul Dickinson writes about these names, uh, a book called Names. Uh, some of them are prophetic. Listen to this. In 1941, there were two men who were executed in electric chair in the Florida State Penitentiary. And their names, and this is supposed to be true, their names were, were Will Burn and Frizzle. Isn't that, I mean, recently or, uh, there was a, t- there was a Montreal window washer who died by accident falling as he was washing windows. His name was Will Drop. We're, we're losing it, I know. I'm pressing forward, though, man. <laughs> Others, he says, seem destined for certain occupations. Joe Bunt became a baseball coach. Dan Druff became a barber. Jeff Treadwell became a podiatrist. That's what I thought of Tyre Men, but a podiatrist. Go forth and catch him. Two guys became police officers and partners. O'Neill and Prey became church equipment 
church, uh, partners in church equipment, and then two more, wonderfully trembly, a psychologist, and a plaster contractor named Will Crumble. I hate that illustration too. I will never, ever use this illustration again. But, but there's something in the name, right? I mean, th- th- sometimes the name is just more than just the title, right? But when we look at this, when, when we think about name in all seriousness, when we think about the name and we think about, you know, we, we look at this commandment and God says, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. What does that mean? Why is God so sensitive about his name? You know, God said, and I think in the midst of this, God's saying three things right off the bat. Number one, uh, it represents three things. And the first one is this. It represents repu- reputation. Do you guys remember, some of you may remember this. I've heard stories from my, my folks and, and uh, my, some of my extended family. They talked about a day before credit and things like that were available. They talked about a day where you could go to someone and you could buy something pretty, pretty big. And if you didn't have enough money, your handshake was as good as, was as, good as gold. Do you guys remember? Does anybody, does anybody remember when you could do that? Nobody? Has anybody ever heard that before? Your name was, it was your name, wasn't it? It was based upon the reputation of your name. It's like you would go and you, say, you, know, you would say, I don't have the money for this, but I'm telling you, I'm shaking your hand and I'm telling you by this handshake that I will pay back, the, or whatever it, is, whatever it would be, some type of an agreement, but your handshake, because of the, because of the reputation of your name, it, it, was, it was as good as gold. It was like a contract. Well, nowadays we don't have that. But, but nevertheless... Reputation it, it can, can really, um, uh, you, you make a name for yourself. You've heard this before. He's making a name for himself. Your name can have a bad reputation. We live in a small town uh, such as Adrian and Blissfield, and I'm sure that there are family names that go back in your family where you say, when someone would throw up a certain name, you say, ooh, that's not a good name. Why? Because something happened way back in the past that, that eroded trust, that eroded uh, this sense of loyalty or whatever it is, and they became a bad reputation. There are other names that you're, that, that's in your life that you've been associated with where you'd say, you know what, that's a good name. They've been friends of our family or I've had good business dealings with this person, and that is a good name. And so a name can represent reputation. When I say uh, a certain name, you automatically think of, rep- uh, of the reputation as well. If I would say Adolf Hitler, you think of the reputation that he left behind. If I would say Martin Luther King or Madonna or Bono or Elvis or some of these other individuals, you automatically think of that person, of their reputation. And so a name can represent uh, just that, the reputation. It also represents character. And what you are cannot be separated from what your name is once it's identified together. Does that make sense? What you are cannot be separated from your name once it's identified together. And that's your name represents your character. However, in the Bible, times where somebody's uh, character changed, God would change their name. For instance, back in the, you know, back in the Old Testament, God would give uh, individuals new names, such as Abram. Abram's name went from Abram to Abraham. Jacob, uh, after he wrestled with the angel and demanded a blessing from, uh, from the angel of the Lord, his name went from Jacob the deceiver to? Confidence, say it, Israel, absolutely. Simon in the New Testament became? Peter, Saul on the road to Damascus had this radical life transformation, ushered up into the presence of God. He became, he went, his name was changed from Saul to? Paul, because there was a character shift, there was a character change. A name represents character, and often uh, God would change their names as it represented their character. The next one is this, three things, again, uh, uh, character, reputation, and then authority. Uh, 
How many of you ever heard of that um, concept, citizen's arrest? You ever heard of that? Where Has anybody ever heard of that happening? I have heard... Someone? Yes? No? I, I have heard of that all my life, but I've never heard of someone going up to someone and saying, I'm placing you under arrest. I mean, if I would go up to Pastor Joe and I would say, in the authority of Gail Rubel, I'm placing you under arrest. Now turn around, I'm going to cuff you. Now, it would, be a diff- it would be a different story if I had a badge on and I would say, and a gun. Actually, if I had a gun with my name, I think that might have a different bearing too, right? But if I had a badge on and I was a police officer and I said, in the name of the law, I arrest you, that, that's different, isn't it? Because there's, there's, there's authority behind that name. And so God says, when you, when you misuse my name, it's, it, it, it's more than a big deal. It's, it's, it's no little deal. It's a big deal because you're defining my reputation. You're defining my, or defaming, I should say. You're defaming my reputation. You're defaming my character. And you're defaming my authority. And you're using it flippantly. And when we think about God's name, we usually think, as I said before, we usually think about swearing. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to introduce, I want to talk about this whole concept and this value that we need to build our lives upon about many other ways that we can misuse God's name besides just swearing. The first one is this. Uh, oftentimes we use God's name to indulge. We excuse ourselves and we blame God, okay? We would, say, we, would, we would say certain things like this. God didn't want me to clean up my room today, you know, if I was a kid. God didn't want me to clean up my room today. I know you told me to do that, but God came and he said, I don't want you to clean up your room today. I want you to stay in bed all day. Some of us, some of us may say this. God doesn't want me to honor that contract anymore. God doesn't want me to honor my marriage relationship anymore. God doesn't want me to fulfill that business deal. God wants me to do something different. I pray for myself. And, and, and what can happen is, what we do is we take God's name and we indulge ourselves. We use Him, we use him to, you know, to, to cover for ourselves. And so that's one way that we can misuse His name and take it in vain. Another way is this, to intimidate other people. Some people will say, like, say stuff like this. They'll, they'll come up to you and they'll say, God told me to tell you this is what you should do. As a pastor, you know, we'll get some of that where people will come up and say, you know, they'll have a passion for, you'll have a passion for some type of ministry, but you'll come up and say, God told me to tell you that this is what you need to do. And that's where we say, well, God told me to tell you to give me $1,500. So, you know, let's see how that works. But what we can do is we, we can use God's name to intimidate someone, right? How about when you watch like a TV evangelist where they say, you know what, God's telling you, telling me to tell you that if you don't send in a thousand bucks, we're going to have to pull the plug on this program. I mean, there's this concept of intimidation. Parents, aren't there times where you just reach your last straw, your last option? You know, you've tried everything else out to, you know, discipline at times, and you just reach that point to where you say, if you do that one more time, God's going to make you burn, Right? That's good intimidation, right? Or spouses, we may do it in a marriage. You know, I've prayed about this and God wants me to buy this new car. You know what? It, it, it comes down to, in our world, we call that forgery. Because what it is, forgery is when you use somebody else's name to get what you want. And when, you, when we take God's name and misuse it to intimidate someone, that's what we're doing. And we need to be very careful about speaking for God. Another one is this. We can use God's name to impress. And certain times, you know, we... we, we um, we may say, you know what, if I can use Jesus' name so many times in one sentence, it'll make me look spiritual. It'll make me look like that I know what I'm talking about. If we get around someone and, and it feels like that they are kinda, they're able to see in more behind the curtain than what we like, we, we, we put on this air we, and we can use God's name to impress. Paul says this to Titus. He says, they claim to know God, 
but by their actions they deny Him. They're saying the right things. They've got the right jargon. They've got the right cliche. They've got the right religious words to use, but they don't really know Him. Their actions deny Him. And we're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. But we take God's name in vain when we claim to be committed to Him, but our lifestyle doesn't back it up. The next thing is this. We use God's name impulsively. Now, when we do this, many of us can fall in this trap. We use God's name as a convenient way to express either anger or astonishment or fear or joy or amazement or even surprise. For instance, we might say this. I just caught a 10-pound fish. My God. Or we might say, Susie's pregnant. Oh, my Lord. I just split my pants. Oh, my God. Or how about this one? Oh, God, he just sank a 40-foot putt. You know, there's a joke about God's name being used more on a golf course than any other place. And it's usually not in a good, in a good way. But, but, but what we do is we reduce God's name down. To, we use it so impulsively that we reduce his name down to a level of wow or far out. Wow, that's amazing. Or far out. We use it like an exclamation point. And God says, when you use my name, you need to take it seriously. You need to take it seriously. Don't use it flippantly. Don't use it impulsively. Impulsively means without thinking. By the way, do you know that we can even worship God impulsively? Some of us may be sitting here this morning, and, and, and it's like if, you know, if, we had, like if we come to our senses right now and just have a reality check right now, we're like, wow, what happened? Where have I been? I've been daydreaming. I've been dazed out. I've been, I've been you know, just distracted. I couldn't even tell you the songs we sang. I couldn't even tell you, you know, what. You know, and so what happens is there's times where we go through those motions. We come in. We go through the routine. We go through the motions. We may even sing. We may even open our mouths and sing. We sing songs about, you know, about, about Jesus and how you know, the, his the sacrificial blood, just like we sang a few minutes ago, but our minds have been a million miles away and our hearts aren't there. It's an impulse. We're, you, we're worshiping impulsively. God says this. God says, these people worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And he says, when you pray, Jesus says, when you pray, don't use meaningless words. By the way, have you ever used, you ever used the habitual prayer where you sit down for dinner and you're in a rush and you're like, you, you know you need to pray, so you just throw out that habitual prayer, you know, like, God bless this mess and, you know, let's eat. Or whatever it is. Or, or this one, you know. And, and I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm being uh, judgmental or anything like that, but do you, ever th- do you ever think what it would be like if our kids talked to us all the time? the way we pray to God sometimes. You know, like when we may throw out Daddy, you know, like 6,000 times in a prayer. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it, it's like we get caught in this routine. And I'm not being critical or judgmental, but there's times where we get caught in these routines where it's like our, our, hearts, our, our hearts really into that. And God is extremely serious about this. By the way, in Leviticus 24, back in the Old Testament, uh, it was believe, or it, there was a law that said, if you took God's name in vain, you were to be executed, stoned. I wonder how many of us would still be living if that capital punishment, that capital offense was still intact today. God says, don't mess with my name. Don't mess with my name. I've got, you know, don't, don't defame my, my uh, it, rep, it, it represents my reputation. It represents my character. It represents my authority. So as we take a look at his name, how do we, how do we deal with his name? How do we deal with his whole value the way he would, choose, the way he would want us to? Uh, God promises blessings when, he, when we use his name correctly. He says, if you honor and reverence my name, I will bless you with success, with prosperity, with health, with peace of mind, with good relationships, and on. Incredible blessings for the person who honors God's name. The first one is this, reverence God's name 
pain continually. Treat it with the utmost respect. Use it carefully. Use it lovingly. Use it as an act of worship. Don't just let it slip out flippantly when you say, God, mean it in your heart. By the way, in the Old Testament, they were, obviously, after reading Leviticus 24 to you, they were very, very um, fearful in using God's name. They referred to him as Yahweh, and even when they would say Yahweh, they would take the vowels out of it to where it would literally almost come out as an utterance because they believed that if they said they were so unclean that if they said God's name, they could be struck dead. Talk about having a reverence for God's name. Listen to what Psalm 29.2 says, Give to the Lord the glory due His name. Honor God's name. Some people may say, you know what, it doesn't bother me that much. We live in a world to where we hear God's name being taken in vain, uh, completely out of reverence, continually. And I'm not asking you guys to be judgmental towards other people, but let me ask you this question. Don't you think that somehow there's like this connection with our love relationship with God and, being, and, and, and not acting upon when we're around other people we take God's name in vain? But for instance, let's say someone comes into my life and they take my wife's name in vain. Now I'm not just saying saying her name. I'm talking about they start degrading her reputation. They start degrading her character. They start degrading, you know, who she is. As a husband, I'm sorry, I'm going to stand up for my wife. Right? I've got a love for my wife where I'm going to stand up and say, you know what, hang on a second. You're talking about my wife now. And you're talking about her in a way that is not pleasing to me. And, I'm t- and you know, we need to have a little conversation here. You know, I wonder if that's... What's missing sometimes in our relationship with God where we say, you know what, I can just tune that out with God. When people just take God's name in vain and just kind of throw it out there however they want to without any reverence, you know, I just kind of take that, I just kind of take it, and I, I, I'm tuned out. Guys, what does this have to do with building strong families? Probably one of the number one places where we need to really watch our mouth and really need to watch what we say is in our homes. Our homes are one of, the, one of the places where verbal abuse and verbal vomit take place so much and causes such irreparable damage to relationships. We need to be very careful and work on this kind of stuff in our homes. Psalm 910 says this, Those who know your name will trust in you. God has many, has many names, well over hundreds, hundreds of names within, the, within, his, within His Word. And when we look at His Word and we read them, we read about when, God, when people would encounter God, they would often give Him that name. If, they, if God helped them through a very incredible hard time, or if they, you know, uh, if they uh, encountered Him in a very special way, they would give Him that name. And throughout the Word, we read how, God, how people encountered God, and how God has taken on so many different names within, the, within, within His Word. You see, when we get to know God's name and reverence Him on a daily basis, there are enormous benefits to our lives. God has given uh, us blessings uh, the Bible says, you, have, you, God, have given me the blessings you reserve for those who reverence your name. The second way uh, that we can uh, uh, um, clearly communicate God's name is represent, represent God's name clearly. Paul, in second, uh, Paul writing in, to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.19 says this, A person who calls himself a Christian should not be doing things that are wrong. You see, it, this is where our lifestyle can misuse the name of God. And, and this is where, in my study, there's a lot of scholars. A lot of scholars from my reading suggest that, the, the, that this is the way we take God's name in vain the most. That this right here is the way that we take God's name and, and, and misuse His name. When He says, do not misuse my name. It's when we call ourselves a Christian. It's when we call ourselves a Christ follower. It's when we, call, it's when we, we represent, we're, we're, we're representing God 
with maybe our words, but our lifestyles do, uh, does something different. And, and, and this is the kicker. If you're going to call yourself a Christian, don't drag Christ's name through the gutter by your lifestyle. Our walk needs to match our talk. If you're a believer, you represent God. And there are two reasons why many people never come to Christ. And you've probably, you've heard this before. There are two reasons why many people never come to Christ. First, they've never met a Christian. And number two, they've met a Christian. They've met someone who gives, gives it lip service, but really isn't serious about committing and surrendering their life to Jesus Christ. And God says, when you take that on, when you take my name on, you are representing me and you're taking my name in vain. By the way, guys, this is, how, this is the same thing for you and I. If you go out and you become a person who doesn't pay your bills, if you go out and become a womanizer, an adulterer, or whatever it is, whatever it may be, and you cause grief to your family name, and you develop a bad reputation, that's exactly what you're doing to your family name. You're taking your family name in vain. And God says, don't be doing that to my name. Don't be taking my name down that, because that's not who I am. Don't be taking my name and trashing it. We need to represent God's name very clear, very clear, clearly and carefully. The truth is there are people all around us watching and evaluating our speech and our actions and they're checking us out to see how different we are than they are. And so we need to be very careful about what we say and what we do and guard our actions. The last one is this, rely on God's name completely. The psalmist says in 33, uh, Psalm 33, 21, no wonder we are happy in the Lord. We trust in his holy name. Again, thousands of verses in the Bible that say that God has made, uh, that, that says that God has made a number of promises to honor his name. And whatever you do, you should do it in the name of the Lord, trusting and relying on his name. Jesus says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. By the way, why do we pray in Jesus' name? Isn't it because it's because of the crucifixion? It's because of the blood of Jesus Christ that now we can approach the most holy of holies and have a conversation with God the Father through Jesus' name because He's conquered death, He's conquered sin. Paul says this in Philippians chapter 2, God exalted Him, who? Jesus, to the highest place and gave Him what? The name above all names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You want to talk about authority and power in a name. And God is saying this to us this morning. You need to build your value. Build this, make this a core value within your life. My name. Don't trash it. Don't misuse it. Treat it with respect. Treat it with reverence. Don't use it impulsively. Don't use it to impress people. Don't use it to intimidate people. But use it out of reverence. And as we go to God, through Jesus' name, by the power and the authority of His name, we can have this incredible, awesome relationship with the Creator of this world. Guys, I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know if you, you know... Some of us can get in the habits, the, the, the habits of, our, of, of foul language and speech. And some of you in here this morning, this may be a struggle for you. Some of you in here this morning may say, it's never been a struggle for me to, to not take God's name in vain or to take God's name in vain. But, it has been, but, but as we listen to, to, to what God has to share with us and the many other applications of taking His name in vain, maybe there's some in there where you could say, you know what, I'm not so sure my life really represents God's name in the way that He would have me to represent it.
And so this morning, I pray that as we leave here today, that you would allow the Holy Spirit to just connect with your spirit. You know, where are you at in your walk? You know, are there some things in there that, that you can bring God's name even more glory and honor and reverence by, by the changing of your lifestyle and becoming more conformed to the image of His Son, Jesus Christ? It was awesome worshiping with you today uh, and celebrating these, uh, uh, these uh, baby and children dedications. And, and um, I just, uh, just want to close with a word of prayer. So if you would stand with me, uh, let's just take this time and, and uh, offer this time back up to God. Lord God, uh, just give you praise again this morning that we could uh, spend time in your presence and to celebrate you. And God, this morning I pray that um, the words that you have given us to think about, the words that you have given us to, to um, build a foundation on, God, that it wouldn't go in one ear and out the other, but God, we would take them very seriously and build our lives upon these values. And God, I pray that our lives would clearly communicate uh, that we are your children. That our lives would not take your name in vain. That we would not use your name impulsively or impress people or intimidate people with it or, or how, just the, indulge ourselves the various other ways that we can take your name and misuse it. I pray, God, that we would have deep reverence for your name and allow you to conform us into the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. We give you thanks. I pray, God, that uh, you know, we give you thanks for your word, for, your, for the written word. And, and God, as we leave here today, I pray that um, we would continue to think about this. We would uh, continue to spend time in your word, understanding you more, and getting to know you in, in a much more intimate way. Be with us as we leave here. May we represent you the way you would have us to represent you. And I ask this in the powerful name, in the powerful name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.